Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Kyler. Welcome to the Teens Age Podcast, where we talk about our opinions and interests. This is episode 12, where we're going to be discussing philosophy yet again. Today, we continue to talk about philosophy because we can't shut up about it and because people seem to like it. So, we still have a few questions left over from last time, so let's start with those. Uh, what role does mortality play in ethics? Gosh, really starting it out easy. <laughs> yes, really. It's it's the kiddo questions first, you know? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's too early for this. Um, uh, I don't know. Do you have any immediate thoughts on that? Oof. Um, I remember answering this. I think what I remember me saying, so I'm not sure if this stays true, is that... I don't know. So the the argument that the show makes is that because we have an end to our lives the stuff we do has kind of more immediate meaning that like, because we don't have infinity and like our memories are short. (laughs) uh, It matters more when we do, if we do ethical or non-ethical things in the moment, because that kind of lasts for most of our lifetimes versus like, you know, if we were mortal, maybe it wouldn't matter as much if you did that one bad thing like a while back. But that kind of makes your whole character if you're a human. I don't know. I don't know if that's true, though. Like, I would like to <laughs> do some scientific yeah. uh, experiments <laughs> with some immortal creatures. Yes. Yes. Do some testing. Yes, well, I wish you luck in finding immortal creatures to do your testing on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Go Um, find some immortal humans. Well, I... I I don't like to think that, like, the negative things give positive things meaning. I guess, like, when a lot of... A lot of shows trying to make the point of, like, pain gives happiness meaning. And I'm like, no, I'd be happy to be happy. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if that's true for you. I just feel like I don't need to be miserable in order to understand that I'm lucky to be happy. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to understand some level of pain in order to be happy. But I don't know if it's quite as much as everybody likes to make it seem. Yeah. Um, but on the topic of the question, I would think it would be the opposite way around where... If you didn't have any, like, if you weren't going to die, you would, I personally would try and probably be more ethically correct. Right. Because I'd have to live with the guilt of doing that for eternity. (laughs) Yeah, but it kind of fades from everyone's memory. Like, if you just take humans and make them immortal, right? Like, we have terrible memories. Let's be honest. Like, the human race, we we have bad, bad memories. But, like... Given that, like, all of, everybody's going to forget, like, the things that you did wrong unless they were, like, terrible. 
Like, if you killed someone, maybe that'd stick with us. But, like, other things, not so much, right? But you could post it on the internet. And then everybody would know. That does make it harder. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because you could look up any thing somebody bad has done throughout their entire immortal life and see everything that they've ever done. Yeah. So okay, that's, that's fair. I don't know. But the same thing can happen with humans. You just die eventually. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. The internet does make you immortal. <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> to an extent. So do good things, people. Don't do unethical <laughs> things. I don't know. Because, like, maybe this is just me. But sometimes, like, when my parents leave or something and they're mad at me, I'll just imagine, like, they get hit by a car and that was the last conversation we had. Probably because I've watched too many TV shows, but <laughs> like I'm just like, well, I really don't want to leave people with the wrong feelings, you know. Like I don't want to leave people in a bad place when we don't see each other. So because that could be like the last time we talk. So I guess that gives me extra motive for things to be okay when conversations end for me. Yeah. I don't that know. Maybe true. that's just me, like, overthinking things. <laughs> it's like, it might be. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're immortal, then you could, like, spend your life doing nice things. Like, you could, well, if everybody was immortal, then there'd be no reason to save or help other people. Huh. <laughs> I was going to say, you could go around, like, you might spend your life saving other people and helping other people because you have the time and you can. Right. But if everybody's immortal, then nobody needs to be saved. Well, no. Or helped. There's still a lot of problems. <laughs> that probably is. Uh, well, so, I mean, sickness and famine, I guess, are less, you can't really help with that. But, like, there's, like, learning things and... Yeah, that's and true. money things. I guess poverty would be terrible if you were immortal. Yeah, poverty would be awful. Because yeah. imagine the rich people would never die. Yeah, no, that sucks. <sighs> there would be so much more robbery. Oh, definitely. So, in a way, it makes people less ethical. Yeah, because there would be more... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, I think you got me here. <laughs> I don't got the rabbit hole here. Um, yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely. I think it would be hard to be immortal because, you know, even in quarantine, like. I'm finding it hard to. Like, be entertained and spend time with myself like I'm at like eternity seems really threatening in the face of like I can barely keep myself happy during quarantine. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that would make sense. A lot of sense, because Eternity would probably be pretty lonely. Yeah. Well, unless everyone else was immortal, too. Like, I yeah. Feel like... Oh, imagine if you were immortal and nobody else was immortal. That would... Know. I don't know, part of me thinks it would be fun, because you get to, like, meet so many cool people. Mm. I'm like, there's so much that I want to do, and I wouldn't have time to do it. You know? And, like, I don't know. I feel like you just get to spend more time 
Right. We're always so focused on getting to the next goal and achieving the next thing. Mm-hmm. But if you were immortal, then you could just enjoy getting to know people and just relaxing. Yeah. And kind of meandering through your endless life. That would be nice. I mean, but then they'd die. The people yeah. you know would die. I don't know. That would make me pretty pretty bitter. Uh, yeah, you'd probably get pretty bitter after a while because you'd make all these friends over the years and they would all die. Yeah. Is there anything more we want to talk about concerning mortality and ethics? I don't think so. Maybe let's move on to the next question. Awesome. What is a double effect in philosophy and why does it matter? Oh gosh, hold on. What is that? I forgot. Um, I think it's when... Shoot. Ah, maybe we should skip this question. <laughs> um, no, I swear I knew this. Give me a second. I, I need I... to know because, like, Doctrine of Double Effect. Oh, it's when you uh, you shouldn't intend to do something bad, but if something bad comes of it, it's not your fault. Shoot. Wait, if doing something morally good has a morally bad side effect, it's okay to do it, providing that the bad side effect wasn't intended. Right, yeah. It's this all about true If you foresaw the bad effect would probably happen. So, like, if I thought my friend was going to be murdered, so I shoved someone off a cliff, it would be morally okay to shove someone off a cliff because my <laughs> friend wasn't getting... No, like, hmm. as a... Wait... Is this someone off the cliff your friend? You have no, to no, no, no. <laughs> so, like, somebody was fighting my friend, and my friend was about to fall off the cliff. So, in the moral goodness of my heart, I try and save my friend. But in doing so, the other person falls off the side of a cliff. Right, yes. So that's morally fine to do, because I was trying to do a morally good thing? Yeah, they talk about it in the show, right? Because, um... Right, because they somebody... didn't want to... Somebody wanted to tell somebody something, but they wanted to do it so that somebody would die. Right. And I that that is the bad yeah. thing. So if you went into it going like, I wanted to tell somebody something because it will make their life better and not because this person will die, that's fine. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't think it's... <laughs> I don't know. I don't entirely agree because if you can see that it's going to happen, like if you can foresee the outcome, like and it's very, very possible... Like, if you go and tell somebody something when you're pretty sure it's going to kill somebody, I blame you for that. Like, if you foresaw that, but you were like, that's not my intention with this. That's still going to happen. Yeah, but what about all those people who, like, did something good but didn't foresee the bad consequences of it? Sure, they're fine. But, like... Yeah, but, like, what's... see it, though. Like... (laughs) Yeah, I get that, but... It doesn't seem like a good excuse to be like, ah, oh, no, I just wanted to tell them something. I didn't mean to kill somebody. But then everybody can claim they didn't think about that bad consequence of that action. Which is where it gets weird. Yeah. Because, I mean, I could claim that I didn't think about the consequences of me shoving the person on the edge of the cliff backwards. While trying to save my friend. I don't know. This is interesting because it's kind of going into the why does it matter thing. Because, like, how should the law face that kind of stuff? Yeah. It's like, well, if you didn't mean to do it, do you still have to take responsibility for it? 
And to what extent do you have to take responsibility for it? I mean, I guess it kind of depends on the outcome of the situation. Like, I feel like if they killed somebody and they were like, oh, no, I didn't think about it. Like, I'd be like, think harder. But, you know, that's just me. (laughs) (laughs) Think harder. (laughs) But, like, okay, so since I'm on a roll with weird examples that don't make sense. (laughs) um, What about if we um, assume that, you know how in... Have you seen Home Alone? Uh, Yes. Okay. So what if instead of the robbers, it was his parents? Ooh. And we all know that nobody would actually survive through that. (laughs) (laughs) So what if by trying to stop his house from being robbed, he killed his parents? Oh. Ooh. Well, he didn't know who they were, so I would probably say no. Plus, he's underage. Like, he's really young. I would probably give him (laughs) the benefit of the doubt, you know? The benefit of the doubt? Okay. But what if it was somebody older? Like, the older brother tried to do the same thing. (sighs) How old was the older brother? Like, teenage us? Yeah, uh, teenagers. Maybe older than us. Well, then he's a teenager. Like, I'm not... (laughs) I don't know. Because, yeah. hmm. Dilemma. <laughs> well, there's also this weird thing. I don't know if this is entirely the same thing, but uh, in Driver's Ed, we had a lesson about this one guy who uh, got in a car crash and accidentally killed his own mom. Oh. Who was in another car. And that was like, wow. Oh, my God. Ah. But... But he was, like, full-grown, right? So he had to take responsibility for, like, crossing that car because he was doing something stupid, like, drag, like, whatever racing it is that you do, like, on a long flat, like, yeah. Yeah. He was doing racing on a freeway, so it was inherently kind of, like, think Carter. But I guess, like, for teenagerness. I don't know. I, I want to give way for teenagers because there's so much going on for us. <laughs> um, yeah, but at the same time, there needs to be some level yeah. of so I moral probably, standards. Like, have them do, like, community service or something. Yeah. I don't know. Or just, like, you know. I mean, it's I mean, their own parents that got killed. Like, they, they need therapy more than anything. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to live with that guilt for the rest of their life. Yeah. And that's more concerning. Like, yeah. So, there's that. We did. We I love how we did not, like, go into really dark places with mortality. But we went really dark <laughs> really with the dark. double effect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, the doctrine of double effect. How interesting you are. <laughs> yeah anything else we want to say on that one I don't have anything off the top of my head I mean, we oh. can just probably go in loopholes for hours but <laughs> it's true it's true um okay the next question is can you become the best version of yourself I don't hmm I have an issue with this because 
you can be your best self in a moment. Like you can be the best person you can be in that moment. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you can ever be your best self because there's always something you can do to improve. Yeah, but like, <laughs> when do you hit the roof? Like, I get that you mean like there's always opportunities to improve, but what if people are like, they top out somewhere? I don't think, unless you're immortal, I don't think you can. You can? Because I don't think that you can be perfect at everything no i agree i agree but like you don't top out in what you could do you top out in what you're either willing or can do right yeah because like at some point you're gonna die and then like depending on what you do with your years that would probably be your best self right because then you die but Mm -hmm. that is that is implying that you have always been working to be your better self Yeah, well, I think it's a fluctuating thing. Like, I could be the best person I can be today Mm -hmm. by doing things that, I guess it's kind of your own opinion. So doing stuff that fits in with my values and societal norms to some extent. Mm -hmm. And then, but at the opposite end of the spectrum, I could also contradict those things and not do what would be... morally right in a situation well and everyone has good and bad days so it really does flex a lot yeah so you could be your best self one day and then not be your best self the next day right well but i think that's regular that's something that happens to everybody you know like nobody's their best self all the time nobody's all always working towards being your best self yeah well, and also best version of yourself, like like you said, it's kind of your own choices. Because the thing about philosophy sometimes is I feel like they're like looking for some sort of omniscient, like all judging kind of thing so that there can be a standard for everybody. But I think everyone has different values and different ways that they judge best, right? Yeah, because I mean, if we go dark again, some people don't think that the bad actions they do, like cutting people off on a highway Mm. that didn't get that dark i had a darker (laughs) one but decided not to go with that one thank you i appreciate that (laughs) it's too early in the morning for that level it's too early okay i'll call you tonight and tell you that one oh okay that's a joke i won't actually do that because we all know i don't call people that like an 11 o'clock alarm for uh you think i'm up at 11 (laughs) (laughs) oh right okay maybe 8 8 p.m yeah, yeah, that's more accurate. Unless I'm at, oh no, I don't have, no, yeah, I could call you at eight and tell you the dark one. Um, okay, but anyway, so like, if you cut someone off on the highway to try and get to work every single day, but you think it's right because you think you're special and need to get to work on time, um. everybody else doesn't agree with you. So are they being the best, their best selves? Because they think it is the right thing to be doing? Or are they not their best self because everybody else doesn't agree with what they're doing? I really want to make a reference to season four right now, but I can't. Don't you dare. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Well, you will encounter a good representation of this later, is all I'm going to say. But 
Yeah, so... Ooh. Uh, it's about to call out somebody uh, who is very important in the government of this um, country. So I'm not going to, but... Uh, we get the general idea. Yeah, no. <laughs> like... There are people who think that their actions will always be right because everyone, you know, thinks that they're the hero of their own story. So I guess, hmm. but like sometimes, you know, your actions aren't right. Like Eleanor, she knew her actions weren't right sometimes, you know? Yeah, but like there are other people who think their actions are right, but everybody else thinks their actions are wrong. Mm. So, I mean, if you get your actions aren't right, then you can work to improve them. Right. And then you can become your best self. But if your actions, you think your actions are right, and everybody else thinks your actions are wrong, minus a subset of people who also think your actions are right, then who's the right, who's the wrong? Mm. Or does it just depend on the person? Maybe. Oh, gosh. I I mean... I would like to think that there's no, I would like to think that there's universal rules for how people should work out, but, like, there isn't. So, I mean, if you think your actions are right and you rob a store every day, Mm -hmm. like, you get no indication from society at all. Like, you're just like, I'm not going to listen to anybody else, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. I don't know, because everyone has a reason for the things that they're they're, they're doing. Because, like, gosh, I forgot what it's called, but there's this effect of, like, especially when you're driving, like, I see this with my parents a lot, they think that, like, everyone else is just kind of stupid on the road. And they have a reason for what they're doing, but nobody else does, right? Everyone is just, like, doing dumb things and, like not thinking about it at all. But my yeah. parents are thinking about things and they're doing them for a reason. Thank you very much. You know? Yeah. So there's like this effect of like I know what I'm doing and I have reasoning for it, but nobody else does. Yeah, so it's I think it's called the fundamental attribution error. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think So like is. where we believe that what we're doing like we think about the situation and we believe that our behaviors are due to the situation, mm-hmm. but we believe everybody else's errors are due to an internal behavior. Like they're choosing that behavior. Right. Yeah, it's a very interesting concept, and it's very interesting to watch it in action. <laughs> yeah. Because like somebody will cut somebody off, and my mom will be like, "That's stupid," and then she'll cut somebody off, and she'll be like, "But that was for a reason." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lovely. Yeah. We like uh, to think we're so special. Yeah, because, well, we because everyone re- does think they're special, right? Everyone, honestly, swear to God, thinks that they're the hero of their own story. Because, you know, you're not going to ever be like, yes, I am the villain. <laughs> but what if I like being the villain? Well, okay, there's a special <laughs> subset of people who mostly like Halloween who think of themselves as the villain. And I love those people to death. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween but, is you know, crazy. like, you always, even villains have reasoning for what they're doing. Yeah, and everybody else's views on them. <laughs> right. See, that's why I love villains so much sometimes. Because they, everybody thinks they're in the wrong, but yet they follow their beliefs right. because they think they're right. Yeah, no, like, nobody is, 
I don't know how much you know the D&D alignment chart. Oh, I know the D&D alignment chart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for anyone who doesn't, it's basically, it's nine squares, and it's concerning between two axes. One is um, lawful to chaotic, so it's kind of how you obey society's rules. And then good to evil is how much you obey kind of your own principles, I believe. And there is almost no believable villain who falls in the realm of chaotic evil. Like, every villain follows their own moral code, right? So they're almost always lawful evil. Yeah. Or, yes. No. Yes. But, like, they don't think they're evil. So they think that they're, like, chaotic good, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's weird. It's, it's weird. Very weird. I don't know. It, yeah, I just... Nobody does things without a reason. You know, most of the time. I don't... Unless you're a teenager, and then you have very big excuses for doing things with no reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so many hormones. So many. Uh, I guess you can only... Because if you believe that you're the best version of yourself already, then you don't improve. Okay, so to answer the question, can you become the best version of yourself? Yes, you can. But, like you said, there's always room for improvement. So you can become the best version of yourself, but you can get better if you... Ah, shoot. <laughs> See, but then you're not the best version of yourself if you can get better. No, but you're the best version of yourself. Like... <sighs> you, you're the best some version you because you're... In your personal... Like, so, if this is a graph, right? And yeah. you, like... You go up and down and whatever, but you'll eventually hit the height of what you've done personally, right? Because, like, the options are infinite, right? Like, you can always improve. So the the graph, the y-axis always goes up, right? Yeah. But you will not always go up. So there's there's a height at which you stop, and that would be the best version of yourself. Right. So you can become the best version of yourself, Right. Well, but I think you can become your best version of yourself in a moment, but there's always things that you can do. I can't, I don't know. I still think there's always things that you can do to become better, and therefore you are not the best version of yourself because you could be better. But, like, in the bar graph of your life, you <laughs> hit the best version of yourself, you know, like, yeah. already. That's, like, the yes. quote-unquote best like, yeah. I don't know. So if we start at zero, uh-huh. and then you do one morally good action, mm. then you become one part better, and yes. therefore you are the best version of yourself because you are above the version of yourself that was at zero? Yes, I think that's the point I'm trying to make. Huh. So you're the best version of yourself... So far. According to so far. Right. But you can still be better. Yes. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) But I have a hard time saying that you're the best version of yourself. You're the best version of yourself at that time. But there could always be a future better version. Which is where I have trouble saying that is the best version that you could be. Because 
I feel like best has like there's the best version you could ever be and then there's the best version in that moment. Right. So I think you can be the best version of yourself in that moment or compared to your past selves, but I don't think you could ever be you could never be the best according to your future yes. self because your no, future self can that. infinitely improve. Yeah. Until you die. Well, and you don't, like, fully become the best version of yourself. This is kind of like, I've seen a lot of, uh, this is a tangent, but we'll get back. Uh, (laughs) Okay. I've seen a lot of things about allyship recently, where it's not like you earn allyship and then you keep the badge on. And it's the same thing with, like, the best version of yourself, right? Because it's moments in time. It's not like you're always an ally or you're always the best version of yourself. Like, you don't achieve the best version of yourself and keep it, which is why I don't, like, become the best version of yourself. Yeah. Like, you're not... You don't, like, hit best version of yourself and then you're, like, going to live that way for the rest of your life even if you do terrible things. You're going to, like, go back down. Yeah. Because, like, you don't achieve best version of yourself and be like, okay, I achieved it. I'm done. Achievement unlocked. (laughs) I'm done playing this game. I'm going to do bad stuff for the rest of my life. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. There's a bird right out my window. (laughs) Alrighty. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about on this topic? I don't. Do we want to move on to the next question? Yeah, let's move on to the next one. Awesome. Um, this is our this is the last one on here, but we can definitely ask more questions. Where do humans find motivation? Oh gosh. <laughs> um. Hmm. From a need that's not met, maybe? Hmm. That doesn't explain everything, though. (laughs) Elaborate on that? Well, so, like... Like, if I want to... What motivates me to eat, other than the fact that food tastes good, (laughs) um, is the fact that, like, I get hungry, and in order to keep my body functioning, I need to eat. Therefore, I eat. Sure. But that explains basic needs. But, like, what about what motivated me to start this podcast? Right. Well, I don't know. Mm. A book? (laughs) (laughs) Books motivate me. (laughs) I don't know. Because I think humans are driven by something other than needs. And not to sound like I'm in a Disney movie, but it's kind of like passions, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just waiting for you to break out into song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll do a singing one sometime. We'll be oh, like, we'll do no. a music episode. No, no, no. <laughs> We're good. Sorry. Back to where humans find motivation. Um, <laughs> so, like, I think people find passions in life. Like, I don't... If you were just driven by necessities, right, then mm-hmm. you wouldn't be going for the job you are, marine biology, right? Right. Because there's easier ways to make money to get food, to feed yourself, to get a shelter, whatever. So, why do you want to go into marine biology? Because I like the ocean. (laughs) And I want to save marine animals. I don't know. (laughs) So everyone has, like, passions and interests and stuff, additionally, that motivate them to do things, right? Right. But, like, that seems so mushy of an idea. <laughs> I have no yeah, idea. It seems, it seems so, like, 
uh, it seems like an abstract idea. Like you can't fully mm. understand it. Yeah. <laughs> because I want it to be like a simple like one word like everybody has this intrinsic thing. Like I feel like a lot of cultures have tried to do that with religion in some ways. Yeah. Like I just watched Mulan. Oh my god, excellent. Um <laughs> and like a lot of I think some of Chinese culture has tried to do that with um chi. Like there's this intrinsic thing in you that is a power from the universe that you're connected to and it kind of gives you the power and the motivation to do something. Yeah. Makes you better at whatever you're doing and everything. But maybe that's using that wrong. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. A lot of Western culture is used kind of like God as a motivator. Like Manifest Destiny was entirely like. But it wasn't actually. Hmm. I'm not going to say it wasn't actually motivated by God. I'm going to say that that was kind of an additional reason and not like the only reason to journey westward you know i think expansion is something that i have never understood in human nature um and like but i guess it's motivation and like where did they find motivation for that (laughs) yeah i don't know because it's not not everything Hmm. like where did the british empire find motivation for conquering everybody like, I don't know. comes from the want for something. But then, why do you want something? Like, I feel like my motivator is almost always human connection, right? Like, I'm an extrovert. I really just need that human connection. Um, So, like, I do think, like, the podcast, to talk to you more and to talk to other people through this more and, like, to expand my kind of knowledge of the universe and stuff but i also enjoy the editing part which involves no human connection it's just me listening to our voices over and over again still don't know how you do that but yeah (laughs) yeah but like i enjoy it and i think of it as peaceful and stuff so like why am i motivated to do that it doesn't make sense because well okay so there's the idea of moral dessert right yeah where like you do ethical things purely for the sake of having a reward after. But I feel like everyone gets their own reward from doing things. Yeah, like you get you get a reward for having done something. Yeah, yeah like otherwise you wouldn't do it. <laughs> right. It doesn't make Like if you just went around doing things and you got like no feelings from it at all. Like no feeling of satisfaction from doing, you know, a bunch of nice things for people. No, no happy smiles. You don't get like anything from people or yourself about it that doesn't seem worthwhile right but like i think people get their own moral desserts like i feel like i feel good after i help other people right and do i do it for that reason maybe i don't know Uh, (laughs) question is difficult (laughs) i don't know because i feel like it is poking at the moral dessert question because that was the yeah, one of is. the questions based in class. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where do you find motivation? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That should be our question. I'm, yeah, where do you find motivation? 
I mean, it's really all over the place, though. Like, each thing has a different motivation. Mm. But then why you get motivated from that thing is not exactly clear. Yeah. Like, the podcast, I got, I was motivated because of a book. Well, why did that book motivate me to start a podcast? But I think that should be our question at the end of this for our listeners to be like, where do you find motivation? Yeah. We discussed this, I think, last time or two times previously because I was editing the seventh one and we were like, hey, we should start asking questions at the end of the podcast. And this is an easy one. And it's one of our most listened to topics. So, So, yeah. Yeah. Tell us, where do you find motivation? (laughs) Indeed. Alrighty. So, do you want to talk any more about that? I think we've gotten to the loopholes again. Yeah, I agree. Hey folks, you're nearing the end of the podcast. This is a reminder that this month's short story is The Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe. You know the drill, read along this month to know what we're talking about. You can contact us via email at theteensagepodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at teens underscore aged. Thanks for listening in. This has been the Teens Age Podcast with Alex and Kyler.